Welcome to Fake Brands Podcast, Episode 6, Fake Ass Exes. This episode, we're letting you in on our past relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Kiara Rose. And I'm Sola T. Let's go ahead and get jump right into our skin deep question of the week. This week's question is, describe the first time you had a crush on somebody. Ooh. Ooh. Who was your first crush? Girl, I remember, I think I was like, I want to say I was like seven. Oh, dang, you was young. Yeah, I've been at these boys. Okay, okay you been. <laughs> you ain't new to this, you true to this. Okay. I ain't new. Um, and the, the worst part is I was at church camp. That's where it be going down, though. I, okay. Honestly, I that's not even out of the norm. Go ahead. At all. At Tell all. us about your sins. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we was at church camp and this boy could sing. Like, could oh, sing. You like the you like the to be serenaded. Okay. And he used to he was do it. And like it was so cute. It was just like so innocent when I think about it. So like it was just so sweet. Like I remember com- coming home after church camp and luckily our parents stayed in contact. Oh yeah. So like so we would this. still like it to hang out and like see each other. That's but dope. I remember him calling the house and like we weren't home. So like he left a message on like the old school answer machine. No, he he said He's saying he's saying he at the time, y'all don't judge me because we, we didn't know then, okay. But we know now. What was he uh, saying? I know it was R. Kelly. And it was around when Space Jam came out, right? And like you was feel like was the most special in the world. My, I know oh you. Oh my were. gosh. I felt so it was so great. Like I just I remember Kevin. I don't know his last name, but little Kevin. Okay, little Kev. Okay. Yeah. That was my first crush. I feel like we need to go. So I was thinking about this and I'm like, I don't remember. Like, I just really don't think I was fooling with boys for a long time. Like, not Mm. in that way. I feel like there was guys I was attracted, but I don't, I don't recall. I feel like the one that I remember was like my first crush in high school. Mm. And that man is fine to this day. To, to this, this day. day, okay. <laughs> to this day, this that man is fine. And I just remember, like, but he, but but let me tell you, he's gotten finer with age. Like, I, I thought he was cute. I thought he was cute when nobody thought he was cute. Mm. Like when they didn't see, but I, I seen where the chiseling was gonna happen. Okay, and it, it happened, happened beyond what I expected. Mm. But I just remember he was really just sweet. Like he was, he was just very nice, and he was also fine to me. So I think it was like also the way he. But he would interact with me would just be very normal. And I feel like at that age, I was really insecure about a lot of things. So for him to just see me and speak mm. was was just a lot. Especially somebody you think is fine and then you like, they see me. That's real. So, and it was never like, you got a big ass. You know, like, because I feel like in high school, y'all, the first day of high school, I had somebody videotaping my ass. Like the, uh-huh. the first day and like knowing, uh-huh. like, I, I see you stop and you still going trying to create a whole day. I'm still not even, I'm just going to woosa on that moment. Oh, um, took me back. <laughs> took me back. But I think that, that that was probably the first crush that I remember, remember. Mm, that's a good one. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, our past relationships today. Are well, we going to be real, real today? Uh, we gonna we gonna dig we gonna in. dig in a little bit okay. a little bit okay I I prepared myself I've been meditating on this episode because <laughs> I'm like I want to bring it to a deeper conversation like I would like to reveal more because it's a part of my own healing so yeah you know, I think this okay. will be very good for both I think so too but I think to just get context I'm curious or I just want us both kind of to share like 
what is your dating preference? Like, you know, are you someone who likes to be in a relationship? Are you, have you had a lot of situationships? Have you been in multiple serious relationships? Kind of what's your dating background? Yeah, I think for me, um, I'm single most of the time or I'm in situationship. I don't, I honestly thinking back, like, I don't think I've actually been in a serious relationship. Really? I don't think that I've actually been in oh, one. that's interesting, y'all. I don't think that I've actually, I would quantify. I've had. Knowing what you know now. Knowing what I know now. I've, it's why, right. Yeah, I've, I've not been in relationship. Like, I don't think I've offered enough in a situation to be in a relationship. Ooh. Not even just that other person. But um, I think one, I just didn't know what it was. So to me, I think if I have a preference now speaking now, I would prefer absolutely to explore a relationship. But I think what's most comfortable for me is being in singlehood. And I'm talking about singlehood where you're not talking to nobody um, uh-huh. or in situationship that has you- been, that flows with me. Because I mean, if, if I'm not offering, if I'm not digging deep to figure out what it is that I want, yeah, let alone to offer something that is consistent and long-term, then- I am, I'm in like a situationship is perfect because I get a little. What's comfortable about a situationship for you? Like how, how does that look to you? Because I think it's the, um, the nature of the relationship is that there aren't these expectations, right? Because most of the time you're doing relationship, quote unquote, relationship things, but Mm. I still get the independence. Like it's not interdependence at all. It's independence, Mm -hmm. but you still get, I still get to fill up my intimacy tank when I need it. And then I can go and do what I'm doing until it's, it's empty. Then I can come back and fill it up. So, <laughs> and I think I just really like, again, because I don't, I, in the past, I haven't thought in very long term, especially in relationships with men. Like I just, that wasn't a mindset that I had. Mm-hmm. I enjoy getting to know somebody in a tense amount of time, like a in, in these little pockets. Like that was something that I very much so enjoyed and not have to worry about the parts of you I don't really like too much. Mm. Yeah, I think that was definitely me for a, a while as well as I would get in a lot of situationships um, just because they felt safe in a sense. Yeah. Like, I don't have to expect too much from you. You ain't mm-hmm. got to worry about me. Like, I can still be me because I feel like that's probably the fire signs in us. Yeah. I hate to go into the signs, <laughs> but like, I am super free spirited. I'm a Sagittarius. Like, that is a major part of me. And the stereotypical idea of what a relationship was when I was younger, it was, it felt so like stifling. Like restrictive. Restrictive, like restricting. Yeah. 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 So I think I always gravitated towards situationships as well. Um, but I, pref- but I like the friendship aspect of it. And I think that's even why I was saying in a previous episode, like I don't really tend to have friendships with men now, like being in a relationship. Mm. Because to me, I always that mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. Like they those kind of interconnected. Like I mm. they were always more than friends right. for me. Right. Yeah. So when you when you do decide to date, like if you are being like intentional about dating, are you dating with the purpose of being in a relationship? Are you dating just for the connection of getting to know someone? Like, how does that kind of look for you? I think for me, late, like for a long time, I just didn't date. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like dating has happened maybe in the last three months for me that I can like honestly say I've been dating. Mm. Um, I think a lot of what I do is just get to know a person. Like if there's something I'm attracted to and we're going to talk about attraction and layers later on in Soul in the City. But um I don't like many men in that way, mm. if that makes sense. So like, I don't, 
I know what type of guy I like to exchange energy with. What what type of guy is that? What's that look like? I think for me, um, it's definitely somebody who I'm intellectually attracted to. So like somebody who's in technology. I, I don't think that I will ever be with somebody who is not working specifically in technology or has hobbies in technology mm. like that. Because to me, it breaks down to like how you see connections, how you're problem solving, how you think about things and how you have to research and how you have to try things multiple times. Like that personality type, those type of things that require um, those hobbies or work, you know, demands that are required fit a lot of kind of how I approach life. So that's important for me. And I think yeah. I've been able to become more specific <laughs> about, you know, the the subcategories, the other elements of what's needed. But I think that's something that's always pretty much been consistent in my situationships as well as um, in those relationships. In those relationships that we're... I just, I was thinking about this episode. I'm like, those were not relationships. That is so funny. I mean, they okay, were relationships, but they were not serious relationships. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've been in a serious relationship yet. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I'm trying to think what my dating style is. I think I always, I, I, I feel like was, you explore more. I explore. So I'm a I one think, person type of. Like, you're one at a time. Yeah. yeah, I think for me too. What I used to always say forever is I was always playing like build a man. Mm. So like I would, I would have. You're good for uh, feeding me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone else will have the fun. Right. You know, pay pay a bill or two. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, someone else. You know. That's not something I'm saying. Okay. But like, no, there would never be one person that would capture most of those elements. All of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like I would definitely date around. I would date a lot of men and I would date a lot of people at one time. Mm. And I think that you should do that. I mean, I don't think think that's for everybody. I don't think that's for everybody, but I think there is something in seeing I think there's something in exploring because yeah. I think what I used to do prior to getting into dating multiple people and kind of understanding what it was that I wanted and what I was looking for, I would meet one person and be like, okay, this is my person. Mm. And then you, I would like talk myself into being, being with okay them. with their shortcomings or like where we didn't match up. And so for me, once I started dating multiple people or like seeing things, then I would, I wouldn't put up with things that I wasn't okay with. Because mm. it's also yeah. like, but I can replace you. <laughs> yeah. But I think that I mean I think there's a benefit in that. I think that different personality types definitely deserve different type of dating styles. Yeah, exactly. um, so I think that, that that dating. So I think exploration in general is always something that you know should be explored. By how that's explored, I think there absolutely can be diversities within that. For me, like I've tried doing like the dating multiple online dating thing. Like that's not for me. I know that that's not for me. And I actually, in doing that, I, I connected with people I wouldn't normally connect with. And I was affirmed that like, no, but that's, that ain't it, which was Mm -hmm. still good. I think it was still beneficial that I did it, but it's also affirmed that like the style of how I connect with people, I think is really healthy for my personality type. Um, Even though I haven't found that person yet, I think it was still me being able to focus on one person. Um, and not necessarily say like I'm restricted to only talking to that one person, but I think that level of intimacy is important to me. And it also feeds into like who I am as a person and how I mm-hmm. like to navigate that. So that's real. So, okay. You know, what's interesting. What I know about you is I would say like prior to this conversation, you have been in at least two 
serious relationships. It's what I've had I two thought boyfriends. in my mind. Yeah, I've had, had two, two boyfriends. boyfriends. That right. I agree so, with. so why do you feel like they weren't serious now looking back and like what things would you have done differently? Or um, I guess, why do you feel that way now? Um, because I think that in order to be serious, you have to have like some type of intention. And when I think about where I was, I didn't really have an intention other than like, mm. okay, there's this person I'm attracted to and you're supposed to do this. So like, like what? after what? you're supposed to be you know, with the person you're supposed to be like, you're supposed to be boyfriend and girlfriend or um, oh, you're supposed okay. to like, you're supposed to enter this thing. But like, and, and looking back in either one of those situations, like, and we're going to get into this deeper in Soul in the City, mm-hmm. but I wasn't actually attracted to those people in certain ways. Mm. So I entered a relationship based off of a, an, an incomplete attraction. And I mean, I mean, if we if we're asking and we're being real, yeah, I was in two relationships. But I think where I was as a person in terms of what I was offering um, and extending, like I was not there. I have not been in a relationship, a serious relationship where I'm truly offering myself. Like I'm truly open to that experience. Mm. I'm truly emotionally available. I'm not being distant or I'm not being closed. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I view serious at this point in my life. At that yeah. point, did I probably think it was serious? Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. at this point in my life, I think what I was offering to those situations was a shit. Mm. That's real. I think so. I'm in I'm in what I would say is a serious relationship right now. And I've had one probably serious ish relationship in the past. But that one was toxic. Like y'all heard me mention this before. Yeah, that relationship was straight trash. <laughs> like, needed to throw the whole thing away. Which you did. Even, Which you did. Which you never did. even should have entertained it. Like, and I think I think you're right though. I think it was partly rooted in attraction. As far as like, there were certain things I was drawn to, but then there were other things I was very much unattracted mm. about. Like things that just we were not compatible. As far as um. I mean, even if we would have stayed together, like speaking on how we would raise our kids, like I didn't agree with his parenting style because right. he already had children. And so mm-hmm. like that was a whole nother hurdle of like, OK, mm-hmm. um, I actually don't want to date anyone who has kids any longer. Mm-hmm. Like that's a no for me. I remember when that wasn't a no for you. I remember that wasn't a no for you. I was here for yeah. being the stepmom. I remember you were strong with that, too. Man, doing all the things, potty <laughs> training, all that stuff. Like I was in it yeah um but i realized very quickly it wasn't that that part i necessarily couldn't handle it was his parenting style right right. i could not handle and the way that he spoke to me i did not like after Mm -hmm. a while and like there were just so many things that i think i could have dodged sooner had i not been so much wanting to just be in a relationship yeah I think that was the space I was in at that time was like, I just want to be in a relationship. This person saying Mm. that they want to be with me. So like, let's try to make it work. And it was constantly like fighting and trying and this other person not meeting me where I was or like putting in the same amount of effort. Yeah. It was really hard. Yeah. It was a lot. So I think what I did though from that relationship is I think I learned from it. And then that's when I chose to, date more and like really learn who I was through dating and on my own and 
really, really, really be intentional mm. about the next relationship that okay. I got into. Um, do you think there's anyone that you dated from your past that you think it was just timing? Like based on who you were then versus who you are now, do you think that you would ever go back and try with anyone again? Or do you? I don't think, think, I mean, we have to speak in, I, you know, I call them my, my lovers. Cause mm-hmm. I think that that describes them better than relationships, like being in dating. Cause I think most of them I didn't date. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, there's probably one person in particular that I would be open to. It's not something like I'm, there's one person I'd be open to, but that's it. And I think it's more of like, yeah, the timing, there was some other like distance and stuff like that, that I'd be like, hmm, I'd, I'd be open to it depending on where we both were in life space and intentions. And if we share that compatibility now, but um, other than that, I don't, I don't think there's nobody I'd be like, well, I just. But there's also nobody I feel I feel like, oh, that's the one that got away, right? Mm. But I think there are there is a person that I'm still curious about. Yeah. So I think so I had one of those moments. So I dated a guy, I don't know. Um we were in our like early twenties mm. and he I ended up moving away. I actually ended up getting in this uh, that other relationship. And mm. he moved away and like we didn't really speak for a while. And then I moved to Charlotte and because of his job, he ended up in Charlotte. Oh, I remember this. And so that was a really interesting time because also just the stage of like, where you trying not to say too much. Yeah, where, like you where you I was and also where he was like, mm. th- okay, this man played for the Panthers at this point. Yeah, yeah. So it was also like, but see, this is gonna be Bay. Right. <laughs> like, I never even should have dealt with the other dude. Like, I'm gonna go over here. Right, right. But it was. I think I learned from that situation is like if if you they're your person or like it's supposed to work. Like to me, in my mind now, it will just work. Like I don't right. think I'm re- necessarily believe in like the timing of things. So even though like yeah, here's a second opportunity. Like we're both in the same space or whatever, whatever. I realized that person still didn't fit a lot of the things that I actually right. wanted right. or that he was looking for, or like, exactly. it just, it wasn't a timing issue. I yeah. think it's something that I realized it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. And I think, I think that that's a real, most of the time, but I think there are those scenarios where it's like, it is the compatibility, right? So if the compatibility yeah. is there and the opportunity is there, then I think that that, that can absolutely be a thing. But I think most right. of the time, it, like you're saying, it's not a time that's probably just not your person for that for that purpose, right? Mm-hmm. But I know people who have actually been in situations like that that I think have like really, really healthy relationships, at least from what I can see, that yeah. like distance, they've gone through shuffles and they mm-hmm. reunited in it. It seemed like it was that was a part of their love story. That's real. I mean, I could, I can definitely see that working for someone. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm at that space. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, thinking- I also don't like the back and forth relationships. Like for mm. me, like the makeup to break up or like we're on again, off again. Like I haven't experienced that in my current relationship. Of like we've, mm. there's been no off. Right. Like there's there's not an option of off. To yeah. Me. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it really depends on like 
like you said, what it is that you want and what you need and desire in a relationship. I think that's one thing that I've learned more than anything is like, it's so much about you figuring out what are things that you like and what are mm-hmm. things that you need and what are things that you can offer because my relationship isn't going to be like Key's relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're two different people. So I think that's the important part is like, you can have even relationships that you look to, um, but I don't believe in putting any relationship on a pedestal because th- that's those two people's relationship. And they've <laughs> had, to, I think when you put somebody on a pedestal, it creates, uh, it disconnects you from your own experience of like, mm-hmm. it gives you so many of those should, of this should. And I think it's good to have examples, of course, but you really have to use those examples to cultivate your own space. Mm-hmm. So. What was like, who is like, not who, but but who <laughs> was your like favorite ex or favorite like situation that you think you, you learned the most or you grew the most? Like, mm. do you have a story or something that you can share? I don't. I don't think I have a favorite one. I think that they all have equally shaped me into who mm. I am. And I'm like, I'm always so grateful for them. I don't think I've really had too many that have ended in like a negative way. Mm-mm. I feel like the relationships that I'm in, I don't talk to them too. But mm-hmm. everybody else, like if they hit me up or some of them I still kind of connect with in different ways. But like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that they all just gave me different lessons at different times of life like mm-hmm. um there's one in I'm trying to think of one in particular I've actually been writing a blog entry about like the lessons that they've all taught me mm-hmm. um but hmm I'm just gonna pick one random one <laughs> I think uh one is I think okay so there was this one guy um that I was situating with <laughs> And he, I think one of the biggest takeaways that I had from him was like, don't assume anything, ask. And Mm. I think that came at a time in my life where like I prided myself on not being like worried about what you was doing or, Mm -hmm. or just like, I I fell into, I shouldn't have to ask. I shouldn't have to express myself. You should just kind of know type of thing. And I remember him telling me one day, like, just like, but stop assuming. You can just ask. Mm-hmm. And I think it also created a space for me to move forward with those type of situations, like whether it's a situation relationship with, or my connection with men, period, of like feeling free to ask what I need to ask mm-hmm. um, and not to assume it, but also to create the space for them to answer honestly. Um, yeah. So I think that I think that situation, they've all taught me so much, but <laughs> that that's <laughs> one that I, I've been thinking about recently of like, if you really want to know something, also share. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to play this game of like prying for information or being on the defense. Like if you can walk into a situation and be honest with about how you're feeling and ask that person how they're feeling and they don't respond well, that that issue is most likely not with you. Mm-hmm. That's just not the person that is going to engage with you or compatible for that type of communication. And that's okay. That is okay. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I got from a lot of my, like, especially these, the situationships is, I, I think I prided myself on, on them being transparent. Yep. Like there was something about their brutal honesty. Like, even if it wasn't something like, I remember there was one guy I was talking to, um, and he was just like, yeah, so I got a date on Friday and we finna go here. And like, Mm -hmm. I would just be like, all right, cool. Like, (laughs) I think I appreciate the fact that you could just be Be honest honest, and, but I could do the same. Like I could literally be like, all right, cool. Well, I'm gonna be on Saturday. But I might hit you up after. <laughs> yeah, it's actually like, I think when you're you know in that, that space, might happen. I think when, you, especially for me in that space of womanhood, I needed that, I needed that space, mm-hmm. right? I needed to be like, 
this what I'm doing or this what I'm thinking about. And like, it just not be a thing. And I, not be a thing. but right. I don't think I realize that you can have levels of transparency in a serious relationship. A, right. That and wasn't so, an idea. I didn't know who, who would, what who that would that, look like for right. me. Exactly. And so I think that's what I got from it though, is it, it showed, it allowed me to do that. So then it felt a lot more comfortable mm. once I got into the serious relationship of like, sometimes a question is just the question. Right. Or sometimes like you're just saying something you're not, it doesn't you don't have, have to... an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have like this deeper, like meaning or like thing behind it. Like you can just share. Exactly. And so I did, I think that's probably what I got from a lot of those really, they were friendships. I would say they were okay. friendships. Um, yeah, that was important to me. So one of the things that we, I feel like we got to talk about in this episode mm-hmm. is what's going on with Will and Jada yeah. and August Alcina right now. Yes, yes, yes. And this whole talk of like being in an open relationship or like what that is. And I mean, we, we're not going to get into fully like open relationships or even if that's what they're in or how they, what they choose to do. But I am curious, is that something you would ever choose to do is like be in an open relationship? Um. So to me, okay. So to me, it's not something I would say I would never do. Um. Mm. I think it just really depends on that relationship and what that relationship needs. Um. But one thing I do plan on doing is like, I think when we talk about have conversations about open relationships, there's a lot of conversation around the agreements. Like you, you can still cheat on somebody in an open relationship. Like mm-hmm. that's a thing. Yep. But I think what open relationships do lend is that, um, that level of transparency to really discuss and have dialogue around needs and um, how they feel confident, how they feel esteemed, what they need. I plan to adopt that (laughs) into any relationship that Mm -hmm. I'm in because I think that open relationships in particular tend to have more of that than Mm non-open relationships or however we want to compare the two or monogamous relationships. Mm. Uh, Do I have that need at this time of my life? No. Is that something that I would think about entering next? No. Um, but I think to be able to address the the needs and the wants of a person, to be able to determine compatibility and understand that that compatibility will over- evolve as we grow and, and being open to that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's something I'm open to, but it's not something I see myself needing or having necessarily at this time of my life. Yeah. I think I kind of agree. I, I, we've spoken in the past and I, I was here for the open relationships. No. Not, I think a lot of people think about it like, oh, you just trying to be out here having sex with everybody. And like, yeah. that's, that's that not even, part it. Isn't even the thing that like intrigues me about it. Like, that's not the part that I care about at all. Um, but I do think it's that transparency that you were mentioning and that open communication without being coming upset or defensive. Right. right. And so I think I've actually adopted a lot of that in my current relationship. Like we talk about everything and sometimes he answers questions and I'd be like oof I don't know if I was actually ready to hear ready that. for that answer mm-hmm. and like I gotta sit with that and be okay with the fact that I'm not okay and then work through that myself but not become upset at the mm-hmm. fact that he was able to be open and honest and like transparent with me right. and so like that I definitely want to continue um but yeah I don't think I don't think I'd be that open to just be like, oh, yeah, go ahead with the. Yeah. And to me, it's something that I think of like later in the relationship of like, 
okay, yeah, are we into, I don't know how it will change. And mm-hmm. I, I, again, that's not how I intend for it to change, but um, is it something that I could be open to? Yeah, because sometimes it's not even about sex. Sometimes you can be dating. Like sometimes it can be different layers of relationships. And to me, I think that I can't say I would never, um, mm-hmm. but that's not intentionally what I'm trying to cultivate. Yeah, it's definitely not what I'm trying to cultivate, but I do think there is something real dope about them even being able to sit down and have that conversation. Mm-hmm. And if Will really did say, you know, yeah, I give, I give you my blessing, like there's something about that level of openness. And it's their type I of respect. connection, possibly, yeah. too, because again, there's everybody who's married is not married into the same type of situation. So I think, again, that goes back to really being open in the communication you have with your partner about what a relationship, what a marriage, what all of thinking about that intentionally before you get there, um, get to those marriage, get to the proposals to say, like, what does that even look like for you? What does that look like Mm -hmm. for me? What does that look like for us? Um, I think that's really important. That's super important. It's super, super important. You know, one of the other things I did through my dating process of like when I was single after this was after um, the breakup with that really toxic relationship is I started making a list of like things while I was dating that were like instant red flags for me or Mm, things that like I just wouldn't put up with. Um, And then like, I would just be done. Like there wasn't, I didn't need to have a conversation about it. I didn't need to go back and forth or try to change you. I think that was the other thing too, is like, I'm, not in the business of trying to change anyone. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Listen, and... that's it. That's it. That's so, the drum roll, please. Yeah. Like, I think women do that a lot of, you know, we can change this, tweak that, do this. I think there are things that you can definitely change and, like, we can level up together. But, like, there are core things. Right. That absolutely not. And one of the things being, um, I dated a lot of guys who lack consistency. Mm. So whether that's consistent in communication, um, like you, how they reached out, of how they plan things or not planning things, mm. or um, I remember there was I, I tried to date two different at two different times. I tried to date two different Sagittarius men, <laughs> and Same I think the things that I like in myself of like that freedom and like go with the flow and like carefree. It, to me, it doesn't translate well in men. You need a balance essentially uh yeah but also just i don't see them being great partners okay (laughs) you said actually no no they're no No, it's a no no for them because it's like they just were not consistent like they would literally like just be random times Mm. they would reach out and it wouldn't even be reaching out to just like smash like that i can handle it would just be like i'm hungry at 11 o'clock at night and i was in the area and so, and it's like, but you knew this, early, like, I needed you to say something earlier. I can't, I'm not, just, Yeah. no, I'm not rolling with that. I don't know. Do you have anything, like, when you're dating that's, like, a absolutely, if they if something there's, happens, you ain't going for it. There's something I just dealt with, I've been dealing with, like, the last couple of weeks is, like, when they don't respect your boundaries or your space. Mm. So, there was a guy that I was talking to, who I just also felt was being inconsistent, um, and I had, we basically had a conversation and I was just like, he told me how he felt and he was like, well, I really, you know, I would still like to get to know you before I you know, was thinking about some other things. And like, I really be able to think about it. And to me, it's like, I get, we created this space to have this conversation before that 
he brought up. So we had a conversation about, you know, the the tension of what just wasn't aligning. I think I thought he wanted this. He wanted a very sexual, casual, casually sexual mm. relationship. Mm. And I was like, that's not what I'm looking for. So um, I enjoy your company, but I don't want to put us in a situation where this isn't compatible, essentially. Right. And he was like, no, no, I want the same thing. So I'm like, mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Then no, uh, you're still showing me that, that that's not what you want. So he disappeared for a bit. Then he popped back up. And I was just like, okay, I'll hear you. Like, if you have something to say, you, we can express ourselves and I can tell you where I'm at with it. And so I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, I appreciate you expressing that, but I'm I'm not interested because of X, Y, Z. These are the, I don't trust. I, there's a lack of trust here based mm-hmm. off of when I, when we initially had this conversation, I feel like you could, it was so early that it was like, you could have just been like, I need to think about it. Right. So for the fact that you said I, you didn't say I didn't need to think about it, it was like, well, you told me you were good, but you really weren't. But now you're telling me you weren't good, and like mm-hmm. that's just it's a lie. Now all your actions are all messed so up. So now the actions, everything is all messed up. So I had told him like I'm not interested in talking, like you know, like I'm not interested in moving forward. And I, he like continued to text me. He was like the um, the other day, and it's interesting because I typically will block him. I don't know why I haven't blocked him. I just blocked him <laughs> today, but mm. I don't know why. I think I, I just wanted to like, I don't know, because I think he also know like he knows where I live. So I was like, let me just mm. have something here so I can say like, if I need to go, I don't okay. know where things go, but like it could be documented. What yeah. I'm saying, it would, you know, I always just think about stuff like that. That's but right. um, so he had sent me a text that basically was like, I deserve another chance. Oh, do you? And I was like, you deserve another day? <laughs> Yo, I would have found a gift for that so fast. Like, I don't, I just, I would have responded, but it would it would not have been respectful. Yeah. So I, I, I told him like, that's when I got that. I was like, like, just don't contact me. Like, no, just mm-hmm. no. God got a text today. That was like, I know, like, I know what you said, like, I, it's been eating away. Like, I really feel like you're, you know, I really feel like we can, it will be different this time. And I'm like, sir, I've huh? explained to you multiple times. Do not contact me. This is, I'm not okay with this. This is not, I do not feel safe. I do not feel comfortable with this. And he was just like, all right, you won't hear from me again. So mm. that's that. But I think that boundary was also like outside of your own inconsistency and behavior that is creating mistrust. Mm-hmm. Also the fact that I, I'm i not okay with ever relating with you, even if I was to give it a second check because you're not respecting my boundary. At all. Because if I'm going to change my mind, I know where to find you. Mm. But I had told you how I felt and you have disregarded it multiple times. And are continuing to do that. So that's a a red flag for me These means, yeah that is that is one You know what's another one for me which people probably would disagree But I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. I don't So I don't live and die by social media Mm -hmm. Right, like that's not My end all be all But what I did learn in dating I do like to get your socials Oh like to know what your social media is Yeah, what's your preferred Social media Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cause I don't want the one you don't use. <laughs> the preferred. Oh, you be on give Instagram. Me, don't give, give me, me Facebook. Don't give me Facebook. Right. Give me the one you use. And I'm definitely gonna go creep because to me, if if there's like a lot of like a lot of other women, a lot of um, just certain types of comments or certain types of things, or even pictures of exes or mm. past situations or whatever, like that to me just isn't somebody who I want to choose to be in a. a mm. Any anything with to date to I feel like that's real. 
be in a situation with. Like, I think that's what I had learned. Cause I think there was so many times, you know, when social media was first kind of coming up that we tried to say like, Oh, it's not important or it's not a factor. It doesn't matter. But I think it, it does matter, especially if you continue to date this person because those situations aren't going to go away. Like to me, this is a person who, who likes that, who feeds their energy comes from these comments in these situations. Right. Right. And I know I'm a person who that's going to bother me. Yeah. I may not bother that's what everyone. you got to be true to. Right. I think for me, I think it's important. Um, but also for another reason, because mm. I see people in relationships where their boyfriends post all types of craziness to me. Like Ooh, all yeah. types of you speaking on things, like you speaking on things that I just feel like if you're in a relationship, why are you even speaking on that? Like, or even just like uh, outside of a relationship, why is that the tone in which you're speaking on that? About women. You means in, in a like degrading exactly. way. So or, to me, yeah. that's important for me to have your socials to just see like, cause in this, in person, you're, there's a person, there's a person in particular that I'm thinking about that I've mm. been in that person's presence in, in real, like in, in li- real life. Mm-hmm. And you don't get all of that. Mm. It's an energy that comes from the, when connected to the internet. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, that's really, I think it's insightful and it's something that's important to me too. Yeah, I definitely think it's insightful. I, I, but I'm, I'm also sure. not going through you. I'm not going through all the stuff though. Cause I just. Yeah. I'm I mean, not. I'm not going through everything, but I think there are like, you know, the there's information though posted or like there's, there's something like, I, I feel like there's still something I can, I can see or yeah get an idea of just yeah how you think how you move yeah because i also don't want i don't need everything on social media either mm. like even my relationship now like it's not all over social media yeah. it's not probably ever going to be all over social media so i also wouldn't want to be with somebody who puts everything on social media right right no that i think there's so much information you can gain from it other than just like who's liking your stuff i think that yeah I think i've that, never gone through like i feel like I, will that, look at comments. I feel like that's that's a whole nother layer of what you are you really getting to the information you you really need yeah that's a lot yeah but something else for me that um i've heard i haven't experienced this myself but i've heard people is like wanting like they don't offer to pick up the check or they want to go dutch like Ooh. that's a that's a red flag for me because of how my wants and needs are set up I, mm. I don't I don't like that at all because honestly I don't get it even from my male friends that I've never slept with never thought about sleeping like I, I just Mm-mm. it's just the energy I don't really I don't enjoy yeah I don't open doors and I don't pick up checks yeah that's not, <laughs> like that's two things I don't so do that's not what it is I'm not me, gonna do like I'm not gonna say I'm not ever like I'll treat you to a birthday dinner <laughs> Yeah, I'm that's playing. I, I pick up the check every once in a while uh, with my boyfriend, but like I just, I just rather not. I think yeah, there's other things that I can do mm-hmm. to contribute. Exactly. But um, and, on a date, I think the man should pay. Yeah, and to me, financially, there's other ways that I will contribute to certain things. Absolutely, like, make sure your house straight. You know, like there's other things yeah. that you have things you enjoy, but dating, like on a date, is never. I don't ever want to pay for that. Uh-uh. Because to me, like it just there's so much more packed into that for me than like, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something that I'm just like, no, I really want to do this. I really want to treat you to this experience. But again, that's not coming out in the the initial mm-hmm. dating space. So right, that's that's yeah. a no for me. No, it's not because I think that is true. I think if actually if I <laughs> actually that's not fully true. I used to have I used to do this thing real bad where I would invite you out, but you gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
Some but people I, used to, I used to be real bad about that. I was sure enough, like, oh no, I'm hungry, but I'm trying I'm to like go cooking to, uh, in. I'm trying to. So I used to do that. I did. I used to do that. I'll hit you up and just know you gonna pay. But now I will say if it if there is something that I want to do or go to, even if it's like an event, like if there's a concert or whatever, like just know if I'm inviting you that I'm gonna get the tickets. Right. But I still expect that you gonna pay for dinner before for the, the food. So for the food. <laughs> like, Okay. It's just something that. that warms me about like you making sure I'm nourished. Like it's like man. it's something about that in my head that is like a That's yep. a man. That's like that's that that's, right that's, there. That's him. I, that's that's him. him. Okay. That's, that's him. him. Right now, y'all. Okay. So I wasn't even gonna share this, but I'm gonna share it right now. So I have the Rona. <laughs> a girl is she sick do. right she now. Got the Rona. She got the Rona. She quarantining. I'm quarantining. I'm actually not that sick. But like that's a perfect example of my boyfriend. He doesn't. He lives a couple hours away, and he like sent me a bunch of groceries today. And it was just like the fact that you make sure I'm nourished. Make sure I'm good. I can't eat anything. That's the other thing too. I was t- kept telling him like I can't eat anything. But so you he gonna want to send me right? Um, like takeout. Yeah, right. So he sent me like Gatorade and like some orange juice, water. Like it's a provision. It's the provision of it. It's like. But thank you, babe. Like yeah. I needed that. Exactly. Still can't eat nothing, but I'm I'm a sip on this Gatorade that I'm sipping on right now. Exactly. And then he sent me my favorite kombuchas. I was just like, there see. you go, sir. See? I took time. I took time there you with go. you. <laughs> <laughs> I took time. Look at the fruits of the labor. Okay. okay. The fruits. okay. And the I, fruits. Let's have I worked, let's I worked on me as well. You yes. know, we'll talk yes. about that in future episodes. Um, but what I want to get into right now is Soul in the City. What are we talking about? What, what's what's on your mind? Yeah, so I'm in a space right where I'm transitioning a lot. And Soul in the City started off, you know, eons ago in another space talking about my dating life and me thinking I was ready to date then, but I wasn't. I still I be playing like I, I've been playing a lot when it comes to dating. People are like you should like I be like yeah yeah, and then honestly like I don't be wanting to actually date. So for me, I think one of the things that Soul in the City represents is my dating life in large, and really thinking about and asking myself some questions about what it is that I want. Do I want a long term mon- monogamous relationship? Or do I want a series of lovers? Like, I think for me, asking myself that and not just setting the expectation that the end goal for me is to be in a long-term monogamous relationship was important. So um, I think through that and kind of asking myself questions and exploring different options or opportunities or just kind of envisioning, taking the time to really think about like, what do I want my life to look like moving forward? Do I see some, do I truly see somebody there with me? And if so, what does that look like? How do we operate? And so I think there are three aspects that I've really been tuned into, especially the last few months, and that's attraction, intimacy, and compatibility. So today in Soul in the City, we're going to talk about those three aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because I think having the different friendships and the conversations I've been having with my friends have helped me dive a little bit deeper and also realize some areas of opportunity for me to offer. I know I mentioned that earlier, I was talking about what I actually had to offer a a relationship, um, the intention and my openness. And I don't feel like there's a a relationship that I've been in that is a serious relationship that I've been able to walk into and be fully present and fully share with myself or the majority, even just the majority share myself. I feel like I've done a lot of tiptoeing around things or tried to accommodate to where that person was or what I thought they may need. Oh, same. So we're going to start off talking about attraction. So by definition, attraction means the action or power of evoking interest, pleasure, or liking someone or something. 
Um, so I wanted to start it off with a couple of questions. So I think, oh, and this all in the city, y'all grab your pencil, grab your paper, because we're going to talk okay. about a few different components. And at the end, of course, you know, I got some homework for you that you're going to need to <laughs> jot down. Um, but my first question is like around the age where we met, how would you describe the ideal guy you were attracted to? Mm. What were the what were the attraction pieces like? Did he have to have a job? Did he have to have a car? <laughs> Did he have braids? Like, <laughs> no, I liked a project at that time. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, I was attracted to a fixer upper. Mm. Yeah, I think I dated a lot of guys um, that didn't have their stuff together, mm. and for some reason that was fun to me. Like, they were really fun to be around because, like. They ain't really have nothing to do. So like <laughs> they also ain't got nothing to lose. Okay. Yeah, got, and that's the that's one thing I did learn is I, I do not mess with men who don't have something to lose. Like yes. that's like yes. probably the golden rule for me. Like I just don't at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think it was any particular thing mm. um as far as like looks would go or energy or yeah, I think Maybe the energy not. was just like they were all about me. Mm. But at the same time, I kind of didn't need you to be all about me. I needed you to be about you. Right, right. And so. what you could actually offer instead of just. Yeah, just yeah. like in my mm -hmm. face. Mm -hmm. To me, I think at that time, I still wasn't really into like, my focus wasn't on God. I, I, I'm just now getting to the focus <laughs> of a relationship, if I'm, I'm quite <laughs> honest. But I think for me, I just kind of entertain whoever was attracted to me. Like, I don't think that I had mm -hmm. intentions to like, this is what I truly like, or this is what I'm looking for. Because again, I didn't, at that age, I didn't think like me being with a person was even a thing. Mm. Like that was not anywhere in my mind. Mm -hmm. So what about, so how has your attraction transitioned? Like, how has it evolved? Like the things, the people that you're attracted to, how has that evolved over time? Um, I think literally what I was just saying, like they have something going for themselves mm. and like the relationship or me isn't their sole or only focus or the thing that makes them feel good. Like they're whole, complete, mm. um, happy in their careers. I think that's one big thing for me is like, you kind of, I need you to like what you do. Right. Um, if you, even if you have just a job, but you're not happy in that space, it's, it would, I didn't realize it was difficult for me to continue to be in a relationship with someone or continue to date someone who was not happy with how they made their money. Right. I and think so that's, um, that I co-sign that to the fullest. Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm attracted to men who, who have careers and enjoy their careers are career driven, um, I'm attracted to men who are like family oriented in some mm. sort of aspect. Um, you know, they, they check on their family. Like you hear them having conversations, they have siblings, they share what's going on or, yeah, you know, that's big for me so and so said, Hey, or whatever. Like, I think that's important as far as attraction goes. And, you know, they tall. Yep. <laughs> We're we gonna the talk tall, about right? uh, looks wise, yeah. definitely someone who is tall because I think it, it provides me a sense of security. Yeah, and that's important. I think yeah. a lot of time we're like, well, it shouldn't matter. If it does matter, it needs to matter. Like yeah. if it's a if it matters to you, it's a thing. Um, for me, I think 
I've transitioned. I think I agree with what you've said, but also I've transitioned to like be attracted, like to create my own attraction. I think that over Mm -hmm. the years, instead of just like, based off of who like me, let's see what I can find to like about them, but to really own in and say like, this is what I like. I like men who speak like this. I like men who text him. Like I've I've mm-hmm. owned in it more on me leading in that as well. But one thing that I'm, you know, I have a friend who we talk about attraction and sexuality and a lot of that. And one thing that I realized is like, we use so many terms generally. So I wanted to start off by just like addressing what we talk about attraction, this large term, right? But there are different types of attraction that Y'all, they not t- we we aren't learning about. <laughs> we need to learn about them. Um, and this goes into what I was saying earlier about being att- attracted and liking, quote unquote, liking somebody, but not understanding what that even means. So mm. we're gonna go through the different types of attraction. So the first we're gonna talk about is aesthetic. That's an attraction to other people that is not connected to a desire to do anything with them, either sexually or romantically. They simply you simply appreciate their peer- appearance. Mm. Sensual attraction is a desire to be sensual, but not sexual, uh, to do, excuse me, a desire to do sensual, but not sexual things with certain people, especially relating to tactile sensuality, such as cuddling. There's intellectual attraction, which is being intrigued by a person's thoughts, perceptions, and how they use their mind. There's romantic attraction. That's a feeling that causes people to desire a romantic relationship with a, uh, with a specific person. There's sexual attraction, and that's a feeling to a feeling that sexual people get that causes them to desire sexual contact with specific or other person. But that's the thing as well. It's like, there are some other things that we're going to talk about in a future episode of like romantic versus sexuality and everybody is not a sexual person. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's one scope that I've realized more as I get older of like, wow, like we're just, we're just taught these things and we're not even breaking things down. Some people aren't even having the language to describe or express themselves. But to me, um, you know, when I broke these different types of attraction down, I was like, wow, like I could just be saying I like somebody and that could just be aesthetic. Like I could just Mm -hmm. honestly be attracted to somebody, how somebody looks and not really want to do more. But based off of my socialization, if I, if I like the way that you look, then I'm supposed to do X. Then we got to, then I have to move forward. I have to go through. Exactly. Or I'm sexually attracted. I should feel sexually attracted. Exactly. Or if I'm sexually attracted to you, but I'm not romantically attracted to you. Right. And we're not taught about those differences. So, again, here we are again trying to get in a relationship with somebody, a a romantic relationship with somebody we're not romantically attracted to. Mm. So I thought that was a very and then there there were these other two types. It's I guess they fall in the categorization of types of attraction. But um, there's we we're familiar with the word crush. So a crush is a romantic attraction to someone, a desire for a romantic relationship of some kind a desire that is probably temporary in nature and possibly never to be acted upon, right? So sometimes we are sexually attracted to see body, but that's not what a crush is, mm. right? And then there are squishes. So that's an aromantic crush, a desire for a strong platonic relationship with somebody. Ooh. So even imagining that of like, you might have squishes all the time where you like, I just like, I like that person, I but like I don't really- energy, but, but because it. we're not talked about, because we don't talk about these different elements- here you go again, trying to have a, a romantic or a sexual relationship. And that's not even what you're interested in with that person. But we just think that that tingle means you're supposed to act on it in this way. But mm. really, there's different layers of relationships that we can have with one another. Okay, okay. So based off of those types of attraction, what do you think is like the easiest for you to navigate? 
Oh, sensual. Sensual. Yeah, I enjoy male energy. Like, I don't necessarily need to do anything else. I'm not trying to to smash. I'm not. Mm. But, like, that energy. Because it, it made me think about the guy I was talking about earlier when we first connected back in our early 20s prior mm. to him moving to Charlotte. Um, I remember, like, me and you would go out. We would go to the club. Mm. And then I lived with my mom at this point in time. So, like, I would hit him up after the club and, like, go over there. But we would, like, just cuddle and chill. Like, mm. I never, like, we, it literally was a year. And I think that's why in the future I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll try now. Cause, like, we didn't have sex. Like, right. that, it was like a year, like, that entire time. Like, literally, we would just like kick it, grab food, mm. cuddle. Like, I could, like, the fact that I could come over to your house at three in the morning drunk and, like, know that nothing was going to go down and be safe and, and be you know, safe and, and like, safe not have to go wake my mama up. Yeah. Exactly. Like, but I think I, I, had other relationships there were situations that were like that as well and i think they always kind of started in that like sensual mm-hmm. attraction yes. of but that's yeah. interesting too because even that's a great example of somebody that you may not have actually been romantically attracted to you right like, like you could have been but like that desire to like even when you said when you got back like okay now this is the guy i'm supposed to be with like mm-hmm. that might not that's have been why it didn't, right exactly yeah, exactly. So for me, I think it's intellectual like that. I get caught up so intellectually attracted to somebody and don't be liking nothing else sometimes. <laughs> I know you be cracking me up. I'm like, huh? Yeah, like I, I gr- can't relate to that one. That is I, mean, I can relate, but like it's not my that job. is my life. Who? <laughs> And then I'd be like, yeah, this is just intellectual. Like, I'm not romantically attracted to you. I'm not sensually. I'm not sexually. Like, mm-hmm. it's just intellectual. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm learning still to navigate that. And to, I think having the language has helped me be able to identify, like, check your other attraction. Is the other yeah. stuff there? Is it there? <laughs> no, calm it down. <laughs> Chill. Mm. So have you ever... Um, been sensually oh I think you have you just talked about being sensually attracted to somebody but not sexually attracted to them well I guess you were I think you oh no I was you were both sexually attracted to him as well but I think the sensual was like more fun especially just like where we were at that time right Uh, I wasn't trying to just be another like notch in his belt so I (laughs) felt like I had the upper hand because we just cuddling okay So from attraction, I so I think when, you know, based off of this, I would just ask everybody to kind of reflect on like, have you ever misinterpreted or misread your attraction to somebody based off of what we just read? Like journal that down, jot that down and just chew on that this week of like, have you ever misinterpreted that you thought you were just attracted because we just use that word in general, but really there were some other layers that maybe you weren't so attracted to them on. So next, we're going to talk about compatibility and intimacy together. So by definition, compatibility is a state in which two things are able to exist or occur without problems or conflict. Intimacy is closely acquainted, familiar, or close. Um, but I've watched this, though. I sent, I think I sent this video to everybody. <laughs> um, uh, there's a therapist, and she's also the host of Love Goals. Her name is Dr. Spirit. And she was on an episode of the Mel Robbins show talking about intimacy and relationships. And I think that it's just um, like, if you can find that episode, go find it, YouTube it, watch it, because she talks about so much in just that, the small clip that she's on. Mm-hmm. Um, but she defined intimacy as into me see. So into my deepest, most vulnerable parts. How well do you know me? How well am I showing up in these spaces? 
And when I show you who I am at my core, do we really line up? Ooh. And I was like, who is heavy? So, okay. So based off of that, she talked about wanting relationships that rise. So she has an acronym for the what is that five <laughs> five spaces of intimacy that's important for a relationship to be leveled on or to find some type of balance within. So the first type is recreational. So that's shared activities. Do we enjoy doing the same things? Do we enjoy doing things together? Mm. Intellectual, sharing knowledge and ideas. Do we feed each other? Can you meet me in areas of mental stimulation? And do you enjoy it? I thought that, and do you enjoy doing that was important. That's important. Uh, spiritual is next. Um, that's exploring religion, meaning, purpose, and life experiences. Do we see ideals of the world, creator, existence, and global citizens the same? Um, really just owning into connection and growth. So that's where that's rooted in. Emotional was is next, and that's identifying and sharing feelings. Do I feel like you get me? Do I feel safe and vulnerable with you? And then the last one, but definitely not least, is <laughs> sexual. Do we light each other's fire? Are we in the same kinds of, are we into the same kinds of exploration? Are we talking about sex, whether that's quantity and how often, the quality of it, what we need? Um, so th that's, she's saying that there needs to be a, a balance or really you want to be just fully loaded, as, as loaded as possible in those five spaces. However, there are some honorable mentions that she didn't talk about that I thought were pretty important. So that's physical compatibility. So that's touching. There's a big range there. Uh, work. So working together on a task. Do your careers kind of align? Do, do they complement each other? Thinking about those types of things. Crisis. So experiencing and or overcoming challenges together, as well as conflict, which is working through a problem. So mm. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. But I wanted to kind of, you know, kind of wind down with the idea of at this point in your life where you are right now, how would you, what would your top three types of intimacy and compatibility be based off of what we just read? They can be rising, you know, in the relationship that rises acronym or the honorable mentions. What are the three that you're like, those are three that need to be on, on full. Mm. Um. I would say spiritual for sure, but mm -hmm. my spirituality is more so rooted in like how I, our morals and values, like are mm -hmm. those aligned? You know, like I was mentioning earlier, if we were to have children, do we agree with how those children will be raised? Mm -hmm. And um, my, my boyfriend now, he has this thing with vegans. <laughs> He sends me the funniest tweets and he's just like, vegans are weird. Like, I don't want to be a vegan. <laughs> I'm be, not don't. into that. I'm not saying like vegan is spirituality, but like, it's, you know, like, I think yeah. just like how your world is aligned mm -hmm. is how I would sum that up in under spirituality. Um, I would say the next one being, I want I think emotional is up there for me. Mm. Yeah, like, are you emotionally intelligent? Do you are do you know how to sit with your own feelings and understand the feelings that you have? And also, are you able to share? Yeah, and are you able I, to sit with my feelings and sit with my feelings? And like, I just I need that reciprocated. I need someone who is open to their emotions and to my emotions. Yeah. Um, and then I think recreational is pretty important for me. I'm I like to do stuff. I mm. am adventurous. I enjoy traveling. I just like to be out and about in these streets. Right. <laughs> I like to eat. Me and my boyfriend are both foodies. So yeah. like that's a shared activity. Okay. Like <laughs> our lives revolve around food. 
What's the next meal? What we finna What we finna do? And so, yeah, I think that's super. Those three are are definitely top notch for me. What about you? Yeah, for me, it'd be spiritual, emotional, intellectual, intellectual. Um, I think the intellectual taps into a lot of the doing things for me. So I think they're all important. I believe in the rise. I, I think I they're all important, all but yeah. intellectual is like, I'm an ideas person. That's so much of like my personality. So somebody that can feed, even if they can execute and I have the ideas, like that's ideal for me. Um, it's to have somebody I can share with and especially in my different business ventures and entrepreneurship, be really, you have somebody that is able to match me in an intellectually or challenge me intellectually is also very mm. important for me. Uh, spirituality is just some, yeah, I've, I've dated somebody that actually that was one of the relationships that I had who just didn't have a spiritual connection. And that's something I would not explore again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then emotional is important because that's something I'm intentionally working on is to be able to, to show up. I think it's very important in a relationship. So um, that compatibility of also being able to to meet me where I am and me meet them where they are is is that compatibility is critical for me mm-hmm. in life. So yeah, okay, okay. Well, now to the homework. Before we wrap up, I didn't forget about y'all. So we've talked a lot about attraction, intimacy, as well as compatibility. And I think it's really good for me. I'm going to do this exercise and I'll share it um, you know, throughout the week. Uh, but the homework assignment today is really a journal session. I want you to take at least 30 minutes, get your pencil and paper. I don't even want you to be on electronic. Get the pencil and paper. We're doing it old school. Mm. And really um, go back and revisit the rises. So the different types of intimacy. So that's recreational, intellectual, spiritual, emotional, and sexual. Those elements of intimate compatibility. And note where you currently are with each type and where you ideally see yourself being. I also want you to share that which spaces you've struggled with the most in the past, as well as presently. And then share the which types you can easily find compatibility. Um, all the, overall, then I want you to summarize and create a vision for yourself. So how do you see yourself contributing to and being fueled by in a relationship that rises? That's your homework. So mm. <laughs> that's it. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Fake Ass Exes episode of the Fake Friends Podcast with Kiara Rose. And so Lati, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fake Friends Podcast. If you love this episode of the Fake Friends Podcast, head over to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We appreciate you growing with us. Don't forget to join us for next week's episode, Fake Ass Boundaries. Until next time. Bye. Bye.